the following was taped between the hours of 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Thursday night, March the 9th, 2006. You're listening to Episode 2 of the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Good evening from Toronto, Mike Nicholas with you, and thanks for dropping some bandwidth on us. Tonight on the show we'll talk about the comments made by Al Khan a few weeks ago concerning the reading habits of kids. We'll also talk at length about the conference where those comments were made. Also, we'll touch briefly on two of the bigger headlines this week, and that's Howl's Moving Castle's failure to win an Oscar at this past Sunday's Academy Awards, and news over the last 24 hours that Clamp will be visiting North America sometime this summer. And finally, with White Day Fast approaching, we'll talk about a pretty Western Valentine's-type topic, and talk about our favorite anime and manga couples. That's all tonight, as the roundtable opens up the fourth mic for the first time, online, on the air, and on the comicden.com. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of its producers, technical hosts, or any other official associations of this program. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. And the podcast now commences on this mild Thursday night. Good evening once again, Mike Nicholas from our studio in Toronto. Anime Roundtable has gathered on this mild Thursday night. I hope it's nice wherever you are. So, nice to talk anime once again. And once again around the table, fanfic critic and writer Neil Sinclair, North American anime and manga consumer and observer James Austin. And for the first time, we're going to open up the uh, fourth mic tonight. And uh, on your best behavior, guys, we have a girl. Um, uh, on the fourth mic, Courtney St. John, who's a student teacher and, a par- and an English teacher. And uh, boy, she'll be perfect for this first topic tonight. Uh, say Once again, guys, say hello to everyone online. Gee, thanks. <coughs> okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> okay. All right, I guess we should get started. How do we? How do we start? How do I put this? Uh, March. I guess uh, this was put on, put online March fifth. Um, that just before, just before the uh, comic New York Comic Con, ICV two had a conference on the future of graphic novels in the and its impact and its future impact in the book industry in North America. And it's been of interesting, you know, it's been an interesting go lately for it for many reasons. Uh, obviously, many in the anime and manga game who keep up and buy would would know about it. Um, they had many people who are insiders or in the industry, publishers, creators, retailers, librarians, uh, etc. At this conference, to talk about the future of graphic novels in North America, and there were some really interesting comments made. Um, and in the interest of rehashing and reopening and old wounds, we're going to kind of come back to co- this is the this is the conference where those infamous comments by Al Khan, uh, CEO for Kids, was made. And I'm actually going to read his comments, um, actually word for word, right now. So, at the at this conference, uh, Al Khan said, "quote." I think manga is a problem because we're in a culture that is not a reading culture. Kids today don't read. They read less today. In every survey, we find that that they're watching more television. They're, ba- they're on the internet more, and that content, although being king, is very disposable. Uh, and he, uh, oh. Because of the way content gets put out now, it gets put out free. We're streaming most of our shows. The reason why we're streaming them is we want kids to watch them as much as they can and get vested in the concept and go out and buy products. The products ain't free. The content is going to be free. And manga, in my mind, is trying to put a square peg in a round hole in the U.S. It will never be a big deal here. For the kids that are in the computer and or internet, ge- internet generation, they're n- not going to read. They haven't read, and they're not going to start now. So I'm going to let it rip right now. Who wants to start? Uh, Mr. Sinclair, you have your hand up. I don't want to say anything slanderous or libelous against the man, but he's a dick. 
Um, he sounds like some sort of Neanderthal or proto-Neanderthal, because they wouldn't have gotten that far, saying, the oral tradition is good enough for us, we don't need any of them newfangled books, and that damn Gutenberg's a work of the devil. So um, I think it's ludicrous, uh-huh. stupid, um, and obviously he's simply a corporate user. His eye is on the, the almighty dollar, and very much he seems like um, a parasitic vine sucking off um, like the, the juices of the tree that you know, is providing all those nutrients. Well, he's but also not aware that manga are a product. And that children who yeah. watch the anime might buy the manga. It's just it's crazy also, because he's thinking more of the licensing. Interestingly and stuff enough, like it's coming from four kids, which is also one of the most questionable subtitlers and/or no, translators well, it's around. It's funny because even on Anne, when they had the interview with him, or whenever you talk to him, you try to listen, but when you talk to him or hear what he's saying, you just look and throw your hands up and saying, "This is ridiculous." It's just ridiculous looking at what he's doing because he's only looking so narrow-mindedly and he keeps on trying to backtrack and say the same stuff and you're just like, this is ludicrous and everyone just walks away, doesn't even look at the product. Like, he's only going to the one target market. He's also equating illiteracy to um, internet usage. And I think you do have to have a certain amount of, you know, skills um, to interpret um, some things. Um, look at the huge prevalence of, I hate to say it, blogs. Um, but if, if blogs aren't a prevalence of literacy in some form, what is it? Well, that's that's the, the same problem and benefit that I have with students in the classroom is they are writing in chat speak, but they're writing, and they're writing a lot. And they're on MSN, they can type well, they know how to use a lot of programs that require literacy. So you don't think it's a yeah. necessarily a bad thing? It's a double-edged sword because they can't spell, but boy, can they blog. I guess they just got to start somewhere, and you got to take that energy and then move it in a positive direction. Is that what you find in the classroom, and how well, hard is it? It's, it's difficult. It depends on the students you're working with, but if there's a market among students for um, graphic novels, for manga, for comic books, if they're not reading anything else, I'd rather they read that. You know, I'd rather they get something. They read something. I don't care if yeah, it's a magazine. Harry, Harry Potter or something like that. But a good intermediary, as you would say, is like comics and graphic well, novel not, with not the word speak and the not image. even Mr. as Hoff, an intermediary James. because a lot of what you're reading is very, very um, compressed and condensed language. It's still powerful language, just like poetry. Okay, in some comic books, when you get to the high, higher end of it, if, mm-hmm. if you have if you have advanced and beautiful language in it. It's, it's not necessarily they are reading comic books and that's a, a devalued art form because you have a multimedia, very 20th century type of art form, if you look at it that way. Okay, it's something that's created, that's crossing genres. It's just like the internet. And the thing, though, is we're still... Uh, James, just make sure you keep your... Um, stay near the microphone, okay? Or oh, keep yourself I pointed. I thought I was... No, it's okay. Uh, it's it's um, bad, I was though. thinking uh, more along the lines of um, we're still in the early stages, I think, of the internet revolution where we're still finding the old guard who hasn't really used it, the new guard that's using the people that were born after and trying to find the happy medium. Well, among high school students, they're all internet. They were born on the internet. Of of course, and stuff like that. And (laughs) you're in the middle, and then you have other teachers that weren't and are still catching up and stuff like that. So how do you find the first generation? How are you working with them, and what would you want to do with them? Well, you, you, you do what you can with them. You, you, when, I, when I'm teaching in an English class, you expect all kinds of things. You expect kids that are avid fan fiction writers that are going to have very, very developed prose, and then you expect kids that are barely typing on MSN and they, they write in you know text speech from their cell phones, and that's how they write. So you've got a pretty broad spectrum of students. You have students that are reading at a very high level. You have students that couldn't decipher you know, three words strung together. I've worked with um, the literacy skills class, which is the kids that flunked the literacy test, which, uh, which is forced for all students in Ontario, if you haven't heard of that. And so you, you, you take all kinds and you do what you can with it. Yeah, well, I know a lot of people um, <coughs> within the industry. And remember to turn your head and cough. We, yes. And think <laughs> of England. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like how many mistakes have we got of, so far? A <laughs> lot of um, professionals in the industry are are definitely quite certain of um, manga and 
com or comics in general as a a justifiable um, art. Um, I'm, I'm again, I'm stumbling here, but essentially there is a large amount of text to the to the image and both of those have a certain appeal and they're of course kicked up a notch when they're meshed. I actually happen to have something with me. And it's from It's from Scholastic Books. And you would think perhaps Scholastic Books might know a little bit more about literacy than someone from the head of a company who doesn't necessarily always get things quite right when they're translating. Um, but I actually have a copy of the Babysitter's Club manga, or the Babysitter's Club graphic novel. And this... And you bought it with your own money. I bought it with my own money. And so I'm going to... Um, yeah, basically it's... Uh, well, it's kind of it's it's interesting because Babysitter's Club was like, you know... The That's my childhood. It's the I know. It's, it's a lot of It's the plug-in between yeah. literacy yeah. drug. No, it, no, I mean, it was like that and um, Goosebumps way back. Yeah, I remember Goosebumps and, and a, all this. And other R.L. Stein stuff. I remember uh, uh, they started to say... Well, they're definitely recognizing that there's a niche amongst the tween girls who are not going to necessarily read the Babysitter's Club novels that might pick up the manga. And if they pick up the manga, they might pick up the novels. Yeah, right. it's kind of like the double-edged sword. I remember even with Goosebumps, like there were the librarians saying, well, at least they're reading something. And others that saying, well, we'd rather they read something more educational or something else. You know but what that's I mean? The thing, it's, the it's, it's always going to get that. The act of reading is educational itself. doesn't matter what you're reading. Just reading makes you write better. No, I agree. It's just both sides. It's an ongoing thing, and we have to look at it and see yeah. what happens. But I'm, I'm trying to think of the uh, last comments in the last panel that you were talking about, Mike. Which one? About um, the graphic novels going into the stores and stuff like that, I think it was. I'm trying to remember. Graphic novels in the stores. Uh, what, what, hmm. what was it? He said at the end of the last quote you were reading. I'm trying to remember now. Oh, you mean, um, let me just pull it back I, up. I was trying to. It's varied. It's readily available. There are books for kids, for men, and for women. There are a lot more books on the way. Is that the comment you're looking at? Yeah, I, I, I see how I'm looking at that, but it reminds me of a thing in the forums of Dark Horse, and they were talking about getting them into bookstores. Now, remember, they were talking about the American market on this thing. Canadian market, it's a totally different thing with chapters and stuff like that. There are things in there, but it's nothing compared to what we have readily available sometimes in the U.S. market, but he was talking about how some genres basically will sell, some won't, stuff like that, and how certain things were on a quarterly basis, basically so that the shelf space wouldn't run out in yeah. the bookstore, oh, well. you know what I mean? So it's not like they're flowing, like remember how ADV stepped back and how there was a flood mm -hmm. on the market, and there was the stuff that rose above the pack, and then there was the stuff below the pack, and people could see through it. So it'll be interesting to see this transition period where we're going to go and how that comment will pan out. Well, that's marketing um, it's and a little accessibility bit yeah, and distribution it's the second part. rather it's than it's actually the, the actual thought behind the statement. It's actually like, I, I perceive that as like actually the second, the other part of Alcon's comment, because he talks about... Um, the main product. The main product, product is expensive. We product want to sell product. No, but but um. But not words. It's like the core. There's like I'll I'll rephrase those and say, you know, there's content and then there's the products. That's what he, that's the terms he used. I I can like just to put it into a more understandable perspective, if only for myself, you can refer to say the shows and stuff as the core product, and then you get you know, the merchandise, and that's the spin-off product. That that's the way I sort of perceive it. No, that's, I, Marshall that's McLuhan would flay this man alive. <laughs> I, 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 well, they flew him alive no, right no, at no, the no, uh, they, panel. No, I know I'm that the librarians McLuhan's, had him by the throat. McLuhan's statement huh? that the media is the the message. Hmm. Um, the man is going directly against this in his statement, and he's quite obviously wrong. Well, it's a whole. It's well, I can understand it from it, the, the point around. of view that he is working as someone who's publishing or creating media. That's, that is um, being it's distributed. To well, well, obviously he's he's got his his own opinions about it because he has that's his own. He has his own obviously he has a position in a company. They haven't let him go, so obviously whatever a they wanted of, him to do, a he's lot done of kids it. aren't thinking yeah, of TV shows as a product. They're not thinking necessarily even of manga as a product. Not that they wouldn't read it if their friend handed it to them, 
but if you look at it, most manga costs what fifteen dollars a pop. Uh, well, no, it's lower now. It's like twelve nine nine plus ten tax, to fifteen. Let's or just for argument's sake. Yeah. Okay, that's ten to fifteen. Well, whether it's ten or a hundred dollars, how much money do you expect you know your average tween to have after they spend it on everything else they want, including iPods? Well, you know what? That's still cheaper than what was ten years ago. Remember that. Some of them used to cost like twenty dollars or even more and it stuff. Didn't like exist. That. It didn't exist last year or twenty years ago. You didn't well, of course, it didn't influx. exist then. It was basically the expensive. Now it's at the thing where it has cheap enough that someone can spend their babysitting money or their excess money on something like that, depending on if they want a longer well, series or a shorter series. That's supply and demand. I mean, that's, that's the whole capitalist ideal. And if we are to take that as some sort of trend, i.e., people want this product, so they're buying it, um, and thus we're producing more product and, and people are buying more of it, it seems to indicate that they're buying more manga. Basically, the simple fact that they're buying more manga means they're buying more manga. They just have to be good on what they're taking up, you know what I mean? No, no, it doesn't have, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with that. It, when a simple, in a simple product production, if you look at, if, let's say widgets, you take widgets, right? If I'm making widgets, and no one's interested in them. No one's going to buy them, right? What the hell is going to, you know, why would you want a widget? I don't want a widget. <laughs> See? Hey, but, when you're in business, you need say, widgets. Let's say <laughs> I've created something now, the widget 2, and everybody loves the widget 2. So what do I do? I produce more, and people buy more. Eventually, you will hit a market saturation point if it's the same product over and over again. Mm -hmm. But you might even hit the that. retro market that wants the widget one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and you get them on eBay. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, what you have is this surge of production because people are doing it. Manga are popular. People are buying them. If they're buying them and they're popular, people are reading them. They're not putting them in mylar bags and putting them in their basement. Unless they're, they're Neil. <laughs> well, by my own admission, I mean, I, ha I have my own large collection, and only because I'm a little bit anal about it, I, I, just, I do tend to bag them, but I do pull them uh, out quite often to read. But um, do I think they'll appreciate in value? No chance in hell. But, uh, you know, I, I just somehow I just don't like the idea of creasing a corner or... But, you're, having buy, but having you're, buying them and you're buying them to read, are you not? That, well, that, that should be the ideal. Well, that's, that's what you're doing. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying people are buying these things not to put in a jug. They're buying them to read them. Or they're buying it to buy the product. They're of buying course. to buy the product. And this guy, I mean, is this, saying, is the product. this guy is saying people don't read, so therefore they're not going to buy the product. Which I, yeah, which and is well, I mean, ridiculous. I mean, no, none of, like, no one here around the table, I think everyone is in consensus on this. It's like preaching to the magic. I don't, I don't, yeah, I know that. I don't understand reasons. how this guy can't see this. Unless he's looking at his own particular well, product he, and saying, I, we told maybe you, there as I said before, you've seen, if you've seen other interviews and talked to the guy, it's obvious that he's looking at his only small plane well, of view and you just can't well, talk to him. They're yeah, measuring this from possibly the wrong perspective. If you're looking at it from four kids' profits, <laughs> that's probably the problem. Well, because four kids is notorious for screwing things up. And of course, people aren't buying their quote unquote product. Because well, it's a piece not, of crap. It's true. We know it's a piece of crap, and we're not buying it. Just but obviously, at, someone's buying it if he still I'm has not, a fucking well, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not denying it as a gateway, gateway drug. drug. Yeah, we're but it's, but it's no mainline pure China white. <laughs> well, well, just look, let me just give me a... Right. <laughs> <Bear's dog real laughs> uh, you have to also think about Alcon, or for kids, um, his stake in it, his, his own personal stake. Uh, for kids is primarily a video thing. Uh, just, just out of curiosity, though, how many would have bought you, uh, Pokemon if it was subtitled? Just I how, or how, how many? Have. Or how many? Uh, how, how do you think? Um, Ask how many people would buy One Piece if it was subtitled? That's another. Well, remember One okay, Piece. Remember that. One Piece and Shaman King. They were going to go to uh, Fun Animation for subtitle thing, and look what's happened with that. I felt sorry for that. You know what I mean? Yu-Gi-Oh is sort Here's of there, not really. Only two volumes of Shaman King out, I think I remember. Well, you have to consider all yeah. of these are gateway drugs. They're, they're televised, they've been edited, and then the fact that they're edited so badly is what causes kids to say, oh, there's got to be something better than this, and that's how we get them. 
Yeah, because they're throwing them where on Saturday morning cartoons. And oh, all yeah. Well, that's one thing you have to kind of consider about four kids. All the stuff they pick up is disregard Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning fair. It's, it's kind of honest. funny though because when I look at now, like the four kids TV, whatever they're throwing on Fox, and I look back to my childhood, I think there was more in our cartoons than what he's trying to do with the Japanese cartoons, if you know what I mean. I actually what do you like think? the Japanese reanimated Scooby Doo movies myself. Okay, we have to go right. Um, well, we should end this pretty soon. We've got a couple minutes. Um, anything anyone else want to throw in a point? Nothing else? Mm-hmm. Well, let me... Okay, well, I guess we can come down to the final core of this co- this whole this whole question. Um, any real concern for the uh, graphic novel industry in North America? I think it's conference? thriving, and I think that 4Kids just is blind to that because they suck. I think it will do okay as long as it diversifies. Yeah, I'd say the same as Neil. As long as there's diversification and it's out there, it'll do fine. It's mm. just because of his narrow parameters. That's probably that's probably the real bone of contention. My thinking on the whole okay, and and my thinking on the whole graphic novel um, industry is that there's a bit of a downturn right now, but that's after the initial boom. And I think in the end, trends will be cyclical. Um, the first wave is over if only and. The companies now just have to start feeling them, feeling things out a little more. You're right. Just have to evolve a little bit, have to look, change a little bit, just like any other business model. Well, they're not always completely aware of their markets, I don't think. So um, the the and I guess fan girl and fanboyness of anime is increasing. Uh, anime North every year is double. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess in the end, in the yeah, end, it's very it, it, that's it's just it's just a matter of them figure, uh, catching figuring catching out what those and, all those kids want. And, with, and in the end, it's, yeah, it's, they need it's, they need the experience. And I think I'll say it later. In the no, break. it's okay. I was it, just going to say it was in a it's nothing. It's not dire. It's just them having. It's just a learning Growing process. Games. Just a final, great word. I think a final word on is like in the interview on animeondvd.com uh, with Dallas Madov Delray. He had an interesting thing saying that they at Delray from New York were in books and stuff like that. That's what they knew. And for the first print runs of both the Clamp titles and Najima, mm-hmm. basically they did very conservative runs on yeah. both of them and had to go back to the press like two or three times. Yeah, they weren't. And he said, so that. it was the thing if they needed him there to pick the titles and then tell him what to do. And he said mm-hmm. it was a learning process for them to realize he was right and saying you need bigger print runs. They will go off the shelf. Okay, which is an interesting thing to. No, know. it's interesting. So I guess I guess there is you know there is but cost they need to be optimistic. The, they need people that are, that are experienced to know what they're talking about to get it to the public. Fair enough. Okay, and with that, we'll uh, take the break. Be back in a minute. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable. And welcome back. Um, I guess before we move on, uh, it would be a good uh, idea if I uh, gave you the website for the um, ICV2 article. So that's www.icv2.com slash articles slash home slash 8313 html it's a uh, actually quite an interesting piece and i guess it'll certainly cause its own discussion okay um i guess we'd be remiss to this week um if we didn't really mention uh, two of the bigger headlines to happen in the anime and manga world in north america this week and that would be well we'll, we'll start off with this one first and that's um howl's moving castle at the oscars as everyone know if as anyone would most people probably know at the Sunday telecast, um, Howl's Moving Castle failed to pick up a ca- the Academy Award for Best um, Animated Feature. That went to a feature by the call by the name of Wallace and Gromit. I'm pretty. Sh- I haven't seen it myself, so I, I can't s- speak to well, it. Well, the I'm Academy sure. gave an award, Mike. So obviously, it must be Pierre Gold. Oh well, for all we know, it's actually probably still Wallace and Gromit good. are very good movies. I haven't Wallace seen that Gromit one. Wallace and are good. <coughs> no, I, I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's very good. I'm, I'm not trying to say anything. The animation category, I'm sure, has some very good nominations this year compared to previous mm-hmm. years. You know what I mean? Well, and, and in terms of Howl's Moving Castle, it is a Miyazaki and it's a good movie, but for Miyazaki, it's a crappy movie. Yeah, it's not one of his best. Okay. For no. entertainment, I was entertained. I mean, it's not very close to the novel, and then you know you watch it as beautiful as beautiful. You leave the theater and you're like, "Where's the plot?" But don't you wonder that sometimes with other movies, you just well, walk sure, out but you know, movies that suck. <laughs> so, so well, you got to remember too that this is 
based off a novel as well by Diana Wynn uh, Jones. Do you think maybe he was constrained by the fact it was based off a novel, or do you think? Well, he was he con- so constrained that he didn't follow the novel at all. <laughs> I heard he was actually called in as a backup failsafe director and basically had to scramble to put it together. Yeah, I, re- I don't I remember, know whether this I remember, is true no, or not. I think that could be true because remember, Spirited Away, I believe he said that was going to be his last project. And then this one he did, and you're just like, what? Wasn't it supposed to be his well, son? Well, Spirit Away or? was, you know, it deserved it, and it got it. I, no, I would of course. S- I would say with Howl's Moving Castle, it's gorgeous to look at, but it's much like the Escaflone movie. You know, you're wondering, at the end, where did they put the plot? Where's you know, the beef? Gone. Not there. No cow. It's all sizzle. Yeah. It was all sizzle. Uh, it was interesting. I remember I was talking about uh, Mike with it. Uh, for the Region 2 people, for Europe and Australia, interesting enough, they got one extra we didn't get with North America this week. Uh, they got the actual interview with the offer the herself, uh, Diana Wynne-Jones. So I'm intrigued to see what she would have to say, if anything. Hmm. No, it's a, it's a fair point. Well, if they include it on the DVD, I'm sure she... We can find out. Well, not on ours. We'd have to yeah. import it from... Well, no, no, no. Mind. If it's on the DVD, I'm sure that they're positive comments is what I mean to say. <laughs> All right. it's, it's kind of... It's, a, you know, have Miyazaki work on an adaptation is still, you know, pretty flattering regardless. Mm. And the fact that probably a lot of people will go back and try to find the novel and try and read it. And so I'm sure that will... Yeah, be you mentioned you've been trying. Trying to make it's, sense I of hate the to, I hate... No, I actually, no. What I'm trying to find the book. It's on a stock at any bookstore I've been to, and all the libraries in our area, at the very least, have had it on reserve for a long list. Hmm. So that's a good indication that the movie made no sense, and people are trying to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's what it. That's what it says. Hmm. Well, you have anything else to add, or I guess not. No, the only thing I I can say about this is. Howl's Moving Castle, I actually, you know, enjoyed it myself, having seen it in theaters. And if you're going to ask me between Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle, which one I got more, believe it or not, I actually got Howl's Moving Castle a little bit more. Uh, so No, I, I, I understand I mean, I, 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 mean, I mean, I have to speak, I can only speak for myself. And I know, you know, a lot of people who are listening will not, will probably disagree with it or even pan me uh, looking on the forms I know that um, looking on the forms on Anime News Network on the night of the Academy Awards a lot of people agreed with uh, Wallace and Gromit winning, winning it so um, uh, you know no no big issue there it's probably a great film I just wonder if I'll ever have the chance to see Wallace and Gromit myself but what I guess what didn't help the fact over my uh, my own personal preference over between Spirited Away and um, and Howl's Moving Castle was the way I ended up seeing them initially, because I saw Howl's Moving Castle in a theater, uh, having a pretty decent seat, and then I watched Spirited Away for the first time at the uh, Toronto Film Festival with a bunch of friends. Unfortunately, we got there too late and ended up sitting in the front row, so I was looking up like this, and I was more worried about eventually leaving the theater in the mood to throw up. So I guess I guess my attention was diverted Picture, away. If you will, he is now sitting with his head tilted very far back mm-hmm. as he was trying to demonstrate, but I'm sure you couldn't see. Yeah. Well, you, you <laughs> could, <laughs> he showed us. We all saw. I, I'm sure everyone everyone out there is uh, ha- can picture it for themselves. <laughs> the only thing I have very to don't for the this visually impaired, which is everybody in this yeah, case. No. But the only thing I can say about uh, the other only thing I can say about the whole quality of the film is um, me. Miyazaki is like it's kind of I, I kind of consider any panning of the sh- of the movie sort of unfair for for Miyazaki because in the end um, Howl's Moving Castle is just going to be compared to all of Miyazaki's other works and Miyazaki set the bar so high with every single work um, you know the first time he. He was really just didn't make that's, that's, that's what I was well, wondering. I, mean, I was wondering if you doing. felt that once he won that Academy Award with Spirited Away and you have the big library of his, if you get so high that finally, yeah. oh. finally it's going to go down. Yeah, no, that was, my, that was my big concern. Well, it's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's By itself, movie, it's a good movie. But you, it's just you, that you have to consider it in terms not only of the Miyazaki canon, but also in terms of you know, the other anime, animated features that mm-hmm. were up for the Oscar. Yeah, no, that, that's the other side of it. And yeah, it was a very strong contingent. And also, no, it was Oscars, you don't expect them to be fair, do you? <laughs> well, that, that, that's always a matter of personal, um, personal 
personal view, I guess. But uh, you know, as I said, it's just it's just uh, it was just kind of a tough situation to be in. Just for reference, um, just for reference, uh, Spirited Away, Spirited Away, um, well, uh, Howl's Moving Castle isn't quite my favorite uh, Miyazaki film. Uh, that that would that distinction belongs to Kiki's Delivery Service for me. And believe it or not, that may not necessarily be my absolute favorite Studio Ghibli Ghibli um, work. That distinction, believe it or not, belongs to Umi Gakekeru, Ocean Waves, aka I Can Hear the Sea. I, and but then again, it was the first Studio Ghibli work I ever saw. So, you know, I guess I you fall in love with the first one. I think tied into the first one we saw. Mine was Tonri no Totoro, and that's still my favorite. Mm-hmm. And just for reference, um, just for reference, everyone out there, Whispers of the Heart. Uh, Totoro and Howl's Moving Castle all came out on Disney D- or Buena Vista DVD this week, so you know, give it, give all three of them a look, or a rental, oh, yeah. or a download. <laughs> wow, uh, are you just trying to get us sued <laughs> and like trying? They're going to hunt us down like dogs and kill we, us, you know? No, we can't. Disney like, has deep it's pockets. also, <laughs> it's also we have to be kind of well. We have to also understand what's out there. Okay, the other. Um, the other big news this week was is uh, falls comes from across the Pacific, uh, and that's uh, from the Taiwan the Taiwan um, Taiwan Book Festival, the Tai oh the uh, Taipei International Book Exhibition, and the big news that came out of there, and it was only made I guess even widely known last night that um, Che Che Cheng, uh, who's otherwise known as Dormcat on Anime News Network, found out or revealed that Clamp will make their first North American appearance sometime this summer, likely in July. And I guess um, Clamp has always been a rather reclusive reclusive um, uh, bunch, um, always changing members, and I guess we, we only know them now as, for, as a quartet. Um, the reason they've always had a habit of being out of sight was because... Um, uh, according to the according to articles, um, they just are are it's just for their own safety. Sometimes they've been there's uh, reports that they've been stalked in the past. So this, but this is kind of interesting because um, for the for reference, if you read the article on Anime News Network, I've never really seen a picture of the of any member of Clamp, much less them in public. And here I am seeing pictures of them, um, pictures of one of the members, uh, uh, Okawa. Uh, at the conference and then posing with a bunch of cosplayers. This is a these are this is a really in, these are some nice pictures and I hope I wonder what type of reception or I hope the reception is very warm for them wherever they end up. Um, Chang uh, Chang I spoke with him earlier this morning and we talked a little bit. Um, this news this isn't really um, breaking news. This has been known for some time. It's just this is the first time I guess it had been. Why, known on Anime News Network, obviously. I guess this is the this is the first time it's been widely known that they'll be they'll be coming to North America. Um, we kind of had we kind of joked where we think um, they'll make that appearance, and I guess because July the two big conventions will be Anime Expo and the San Diego Comic Con, and um, we are both thinking you know don't be surprised if they decide to do the tour and do both. Although it, much of it will depend on who's actually going to host them, because um, they mentioned a company will be hosting their their visit. If it's a publisher like Delray or Viz, and they have active, maybe Tokyo Pop. I guess to a lesser, but I wouldn't say to a huge extent because they don't have any current projects. Well, it, I think they do legal drug. And okay, yeah. Stuff. Okay, that's fine. So Obviously, not the like most well known uh, one. In her circumstances, with their hosting yeah. at the Comic Con, so you know, if, if they go there, maybe. If it's a publisher, more likely Comic Con. My thinking is if it's an anime distributor, more likely AX. But we'll see. Uh, either way, they're going to get a big reception. Uh, hope them, and I hope they um, take. I hope they greet it warmly. Uh, they also announced that X, um, the continuation of X, it is on hiatus, but they do intend to continue it if they find an anthology where um, that can uh, handle the uh, noticeably graphic content. But you know, I, I guess uh, as as people who have read it ourselves. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing what how this turns out, but what about you guys? X is the anime version of the never-ending story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Because it's simply because it's simply not going to finish ever. It's it's like um, anything by Rumiko Takahashi kicked up a notch and never finished. 
Um, it just ever. stopped. Right. Um, perhaps later in the future, we'll have you know some sort of brains in jars frantically scribbling out at um, work for you know X, you know chapter one million or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I found your description of Clamp interesting because it made them sound their notoriety, and yet um, is it fa- am I being fair to them? Um, I think so, but your basically your description um, and and their shying away from the limelight almost made them sound kind of like the gorillas of the anime world. Oh, I didn't want to make them like that. I mean, I In can mist. No, well, to, to me, to me personally, <laughs> I mean, I have to sp- say, to me personally, they haven't made the like, you know, I, I they haven't made themselves widely known, or they haven't made themselves pu- available for interviews on a regular basis. But then again, <coughs> what do I know? Because so you make gorillas well, like Prozac, not gorillas like yes, yes, gorillas like Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Oh, oh points lost. Make a great shirt too. Oh, points <laughs> are lost. <laughs> Oh. No, no. The only the only thing I was about to say was that for Clamp, um, you know, the, I, I haven't seen too many interviews. But then again, what do I know? Because they would have to been translate f- translate from Japanese to English. So I don't know how readily they've been made th- they've made themselves available. Or the closest done to anything. a photo of Clamp I've seen before this are the little illustrations at the beginning of my card. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. yeah, self, yeah, the four self pro- portraits we see. They did an interview in An America a couple of years ago, and or two of the members, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And again, you had the same. Um, little images. Yeah. But my thinking is, you know, the, actually, the, it does beg a qu- another question because it didn't specifically state that all four mem- current members will appear. Maybe just a couple. Maybe even just one. And maybe just o- Okawa and because Keith she's the least camera. I think they'd be happy with just one. No, I think I think they would yeah, be. I think anybody would be. I mean, they're legends in this industry, so it'll be cool and hopefully to, hear, be a to nice, see them uh, received. Uh, vacation. Was Keith Richards? But. <laughs> Be a nice vacation You'd for them. Anyway, no, it would be. It would say, be. So. I think no. In the end, it, it would actually, it would actually be more a vacation. Yeah, they would be. They would get they a lot of attention. It. But when they're left, when <laughs> they're not doing an event, they are. They would be more or less left alone. Because in the end, what does the uh, American, well, would the American public at large be able to recognize them as a whole? And and this is speaking to the fact that Clamp actually kind of. Transcends a little, transcends a little bit away from the um, anime and manga realm. They do tend to be known a little bit more outside of it, or a little bit outside of it, at least when in comparison with other authors. They started the graphic. Well, they were they're kind of um, pioneers in terms of graphic novels in North America. So give them a little credit, or at least give them th- at least something to think about. Uh, is willing to launch their line with two clamp tiles, and then obviously they have the power between them. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's good. Yeah. Well, can't wait to see how that turns out, and uh, I'll be certainly looking forward to the reports uh, when they come in, because fortunately I won't be there. Okay, we'll take the break. Be back with more in a minute. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable. Welcome back to the Anime Roundtable. Uh, Nicholas, Austin, Sinclair, and St. John pulling up chairs around the table. Um, five days from now, tonight is uh, March 9th. Five days from now is obviously uh, March 14th. That's White Day in Japan. It's the, uh, was it, the um, return day for uh, all the chocolates that guys got, and they returned the favor by returning, you know, by giving the girls who gave them chocolates. Uh, white, usually in the form of white chocolate or some some sort of nice gift. Um, we wanted to tape this show uh, just before around Valentine's Day a month ago. We weren't able to, and uh, and one of the topics we wanted to talk a little bit about was um, being Western. Uh, talk about some of our favorite anime and manga couples. Um, one of my first columns three years ago, I think it was three years ago on on Anime News Network. I talked to, talked about three of my favorite anime couples. Um, Kyosuke and Madoka from Kimigori Orange Road, uh, Godai and Kyoko from Meizani Cuckoo, and just because I, I'm biased towards this series, Kenshin and Kaoru from Roroni Kenshin. Um, I mentioned those three as my, as my f- three favorites at the time. I don't know if my own, uh, how much my own opinions have changed, but I guess before we move on, I want to know, just to, the, uh, just to the panel, just for fun, who did they? Who did they endear themselves to as their favorite couples in anime, manga, or uh, related related type works? So, anyone want to say? Neil's got to answer first? now. <laughs> wow! Um, oh. 
That's crazy. I don't necessarily have favorites, but Teacher I... Teacher called you out, by the way. But, yeah. Um, I have to say uh, Gendo and Yuya Kari, because... They are such a loving couple, and I find Was that it that last episode, Neil, that just made you love it? I think that I really respect Yui because she puts up with such a bastard. But then you realize... But, but of course, you can argue also that he will literally go through hell or cause it to bring her back to him. And if that's not love and a little bit of derangement, what is it? Um, I mean, that... And I also like um, Haruka Nichiru from Sailor Moon because... They are interesting in their character portrayal. One seems dominant, active, and forceful, whereas the other one is really the power. Hey, refresh my memory on who they are, since it's been so long since I've seen Sailor Moon in any form. Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. Well, I guess I... <laughs> I did. Why, why did you have to bring that up? We're trying to be. Uh, not to mean it's, them fair, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Um, next thing and, 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 and thank you for bringing the English. God. And, and thank you for bringing that. No, no. Uh, seriously, thank you for bringing that one. Bringing up those two because um, we're an open society here. No, I, I thought that was a very good relationship. I thought it was really well done in Sailor Moon. I'm not going to say um, Utena and Anthe because Anthe's a biatch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, no, and she, she deserves. No, he has his reasons. He has yeah, his reasons. No, no. no. Um, yeah. I, and um, I can't come up with a third right now. No, no. You don't have to come up with a third. Even just whatever you want can come up with it off the top of your head. Uh, Austin. Oh, do you want me to come back to you? There's so many. Like I can Courtney, call some off the top of my head. Like um, Araman Yukino from Karikano. That was an interesting one. They're a very sweet couple. From probably a back in more human. back in the day. I know I'm saying Robotech, but that's because I watched that <laughs> over the weekend. So that's why I'm using the Robotech names and not the Macross names. So you can kill me and shoot me and find me in Mississauga if it, you care. But a, Rick just Hunter just so you know, and Lisa yeah. Hayes. And just so you know, it's my email that'll be given at the end of the show. So. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure they'll find me regardless. But, but uh, Rick. Rick was banging Min Mei during the reconstruction, and Lisa would come over and do his freaking laundry. <laughs> what a what the <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, that's really sad. I mean, think about that. Now, that's your interpretation. I'm not going to say oh, what no, my she, interpretation. Oh, no, we just see Min Mei stuff all a, over his I think house. I, like, it, yeah, obvi- they might have sugarcoated that in the original anime. You, but you may want to check out Reconstruction Blues just to be sure there. I would read the, it's been a while. I'm read I'm read the novel. <laughs> I have them. <laughs> I would also say um, Mickey and you from... That was what I was going to say. From Marmalade Boy, but... <laughs> oh, that's... Your, I honestly that's think... I honestly yeah. think um, the, the, the least amount of drama is with uh, Ginto and Yeah, Ginta and... Yeah, yeah that's the one seem, I was thinking. They seem to have a much more stable relationship, but I do appreciate um, another particular relationship in that film as well. Um, because, I mean, come on. Look at Mako and Nachan. Mako ticks a punch for the guy. Yeah, that, that, was, that was great. Oh, man. Well, I was going to say Mickey and you, and I was also going to say... No, add your reasons. Add your reasons. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going there. Okay, so I was going to say Mickey and you, and I was also going to say Ranma and Akane, and I was thinking I really like must like love triangles and messed up relationships. Yeah, rat, because, cause male Ranma, female oh, Ranma. Yeah, which one do you like better, Ranma. male Ranma? And female and, and Akane or female Ranma and Akane. Male, male because Ranma. Because if you watch the anime, there seems to be more romantic tension watch between your. the female Ranma and Akane. I, I think it's simply because Akane feels less compunction to punch him in the head when, when she's female. I think that's it. That's, that's the reason. But, you know, also, it, 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 it's Ranma and, and Ryoka's there. <laughs> he will die. Nothing like nothing like uh, nothing like it's love, funny. but w- but you know, trying love. Love is good. Speaking of love, love's good too. Oh, oh yeah, I turn love. What a great way. I think game attack um, as always. I think the, the state of their relationship at the very end of the series, the fact that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like their they have a comfortable, awkward relationship. I like that. Oh, that's okay. Actually, speaking awkward relationships, we've talked about different ones all around, but how about uh, Kawaikas? Mike, how do you feel about the relationship? Because that one, wow. I think, is a strong one it's strong. for the new uh, generation. You know what? I, I'd say, I will s- uh, you know what? I don't like to say too much about Koikaze, um, you know, because only because I want to save this for another day. 
I, I know. I, I don't want to say too show. much, but it's a mature but very delicate show in romance that is really interesting to speak about all on its own. But I thought I should just mention it in passing. Mm-hmm. No, it's worth mentioning, I guess. Um, I guess the only thing I'll say, and we'll end off this part, or I'll end off this part of the discussion. And I'm going to say, um, in the last little while, in the three years since my since my um, since my uh, column, two more have kind of stuck out to me recently, and that's um, Shaoran and Sakura from Cardcaptor. Oh. And I can I do oh, rate them easily one. as oh. the cutest couple. They're adorable. Yeah, but Tomio gets left out in the cold, loving from afar. That and sucks. You but, but there's also, <laughs> there's also um, Yuki and Toya, and I like them too. Mm-hmm. But Tomio still gets left out in the cold, and that sucks. Well, but she's rich. She knows, but she, I, I think, to Tomio's <laughs> credit, she, she, come on, she but got me, what she wanted by me, the end of I the mean, second movie. Just to speak to Tomio, just to speak to Tomio for a second, um, I will say she kind of knows that it was eventually going to go this way, just by looking at it. I think she knew it was eventually going to come like that, and she's mature enough to understand that, to her, to her credit. They're all in grade five, it, Mike. Remember yeah, this. That doesn't make it suck any less. But she knows, she, like... Well, Sakura was never going to fall in love with her. No. So uh, In that sense. Rufies. No. <coughs> anyway. No, Neil. No, but, Your you know, weekend, they, you know, I think... Activities have no place on this program. But... <laughs> Anyway. Read the discretion what, what at the beginning the, of the what show. What was the um, uh, other one you were going to oh, speak on? No, mind. but let me just quickly say to them, you know, they easily rank as the cutest couple to me. They're adorable. I, I know, they they're one that a lot of people... The other one, the other one that kind of caught my attention now, and only because I'm slowly or going through it, and I'll probably watch another episode of it later on tonight after I um, edit this show, and that's... Um, and th- it's not quite anime manga, but it's related enough. going to say... He's gonna say Dencha. Ding 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 ding. No, I liked it. I'm I'm sort of enjoying that, but I'll regard that in another sense. Dencha and Hermes from Dencha Toko. I'd say the TV, Dencha and Hermes, or maybe if you could take the movie Dencha and have him go with the TV Hermes, because the movie one was kind of yeah. Well, you know, she was okay. Mm-hmm. But the the movie Dencha is really cute too. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's 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 the you, if you've watched both of them, the salary guy at the beginning of the Dencha series is the Dencha from the movie. No, you know we yeah <laughs> yeah Good we've thought. talked about this uh, we've talked about this many times <laughs> and I guess I'll bring really it up again. <laughs> I'll bring it up again. Wow. I, I, show. You know what? Whoa, I, in the end, in the end, I am pretty sure we're going to bring this up plenty of times in the future. Um, okay, so with that. Uh, Final insults. We're going to take the break first and then come back with final insults next. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable. Our new, uh, our re- newly renamed after one episode, uh, Final Insults, because um, I found out last week that uh, if you say parting shots three times fast, it starts sounding like panty shots. So, um, it's actually what I read in your email as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Wow. So we, we were on the same line. The sad part is mine aren't insults, and if I say insults, then someone's going to kill me today yeah. for my shots. Well, in any event, in any event, uh, I guess t- this is a finisher of sorts. So, final insults, guys. Once around the table, uh, who wants to go first? I guess I'll take the stab again. Yeah, go for it. Oh, today actually, um, I have to say, uh, bon anniversaire and uh, happy birthday to my brother. Uh, 17 years still alive. March 9th is his birthday, so it's always great to have a brother. It also helps when you're collecting anime and manga, too, because you can split the duties, as some people like to say. But also, I just want to give a quick shout-out. If you're not already watching uh, the baseball uh, classic, you should know uh, Canada yesterday uh, beat the U.S., and I think that was great job by the boys and Ernie Witt, and good going for them. Yeah, but if they lose tonight to Mexico, they I, I, I they think they're winners still in our hearts because you know what, of what they, they, they did have a lot. for the they past two games. A lot. I think they, they did, did still prove, prove a lot, lot though, regardless if they, of what If they tonight. lose, they still are heroes to a lot of people, I think, and even my mind. Yeah, and, and if they don't make it, it may be unfair, too. If they, if they, because of the way the the, the hard work the that went goes. into it, I, it was great. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens next week mm-hmm. or tonight, more like it. That game, a game, I might be uh, just starting. Well, we'll see. Uh, 
Go ahead, Courtney, if you well, want Well, I'm thinking go. about this right now because I didn't plan something in advance, and I was thinking if I said shout-out to Mike, that would apply to about one-tenth of the people I know, including some relatives. So I think that's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to randomly quote Oscar Wilde and say, morality, like art, is about drawing a line someplace. And 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 on that note, somebody who steps over it. I've got a, I've got I've got an Oscar, I've got an Oscar Wilde topper. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> the well-bred contradict other people. The wise contradict themselves. But that's not what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Thank you for speaking for us all. Well, yeah. You don't have much time. You um, know? Well, basically, um, I don't have anything to rant and complain about because I always have something to rant and complain about. So I'll simply ask you this riddle: What do you use to hunt babysitters? Do we have to answer that? Do we really have to answer uh, A babysitter's club. You've been reading that too much. <laughs> <laughs> You've been reading that book too much. That manga, uh, that graphic I'll manga. be like our new parting prize next week. Win Neil's Babysitter Club graphic novel. Thank you for mentioning prizes. Um, okay, mine is a shout out to former, or a reference to former, um, another column I wrote. Um, this week... Boys B Volume 1 came out on DVD uh, of the anime. And um, three years ago, or two and a half years ago, in another column I wrote, I wrote about how much I admired the series. And I'm going to eat my words now from it, because I said I'd also buy it when it came out, even though I really didn't need to, because I had the uh, Singapore copies. Well, it's about to come out, and I've placed my pre-order. And I something to hopefully I won't necessarily regret it. There's a bunch of extras on this one that apparently are not on the copy uh, on the Odex copy I already have of it and on that note um, when I complete it I have no clue what's going to happen to the Odex copies uh, hence the hence the thinking of prizes so uh, stay tuned for future episodes and with that or <laughs> thank goodness and mercifully we're out of time folks good night and good luck If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to send an email to either okina underscore chair at hotmail.com or okinablue at gmail.com. Please note that okina blue is one word. Also, please check the show's official home at www.thecomicden.com for show info, past episodes, and directions to the store in Mississauga, Ontario, now celebrating 27 years in the business. The Anime Roundtable is a production of Mike Nicholas, copyright 2006.